0: All right. Welcome back to another episode of the pin high podcast presented by pin high media. This week, we're going to talk about walking Neiman's wire to wire win over at the Genesis Invitational at Riviera. Uh, we're going to talk about all the drama with, you know, the Saudi golf league, Phil Mickelson. It's just a whole saga at this point. Um, and then we're going to get ready for the bear trap, uh, the Honda classic at PGA national. We're going to make, uh, make some picks for that. So let's get into it. All right. Episode 121. Let's get inside the ropes. Joaquin Neiman. Wire to wire win over the Genesis set at, at Riviera. Um the last day he did kind of like limp to the finish. So I don't know, you know, how well he's gonna, you know, do this week, but it's hard not to talk about how historic like his first three rounds were.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was like kind of breaking records almost. Was he what did he break the record for lowest score?
0: Um, 54 holes, I think it was through. I know it was through 36. I don't know about 54. Uh, yeah, probably 54 too.
1: Yeah, so I mean, that's pretty historic for him. Uh, I mean, he was just on fire and it seemed like he was pulling away. I mean, Cameron Young also played really well. We'll get into that a little bit later, but mm-hmm. like, um, like Joaquin Neiman, Cameron Young really just pulling away from the field. Uh. Like crazy
0: during the first three rounds, and your guy Cameron Young, he really um, he came through this week and finally showed that potential that you've been talking about.
1: Yeah, I mean he's fun to watch. He's he's probably one of the top three longest hitters on tour. I think you put him right behind Bryson and uh, Rory, I guess. Um, yeah, crazy swing too. He stops like mm-hmm. right at the top of his swing, like a little bit of
0: a Hideki Matsuyama. Okay. I just came up with a take about his swing. Okay. Hideki Matsuyama meets Scotty Scheffler.
1: Okay. I can see it.
0: Do you like that? It's like a more powerful
1: Hideki Matsuyama swing, I would say. Yeah. That, that kind of makes makes sense. I mean, he hits the ball an absolute mile. I mean, yeah. the way the ball rolls when he, has, when he hits it is just unreal. Um, and he's pretty consistent with it. He hits a lot of fairways. Uh that's kind of why he was on my watch list this year. I, I re- was looking at the Corn Fairy stats and realized he's one of the longest hitters on the Corn Fairy. And I figured with just today's game, that would kind of oh. translate pretty well if he just, you know, got hot off the putter.
0: So, you know, you and I would be great, like consultants for a, like in a, some sort of account that has a lot of, uh, you know, uh, players on tour. For instance, like KPMG just dropped. Uh Phil Mickelson, mm-hmm. some someone like that. Um to like, you know, get somebody on on the cheap and get and, and get them for like a full year for a right. contract mean, of like three years, like Cameron Young okay. or Will Zalatoris.
1: Yeah, a couple of years in a row, we had uh we've been on guys mm-hmm. coming from the corn fair Um yeah, exactly. I mean, even if you go like further back, Scotty Scheffler, like we were on him when he made his tour debut. He had a really Dude, good Yeah, season. no,
0: I was on Scotty Scheffler like where we were, I mean. We were on Scotty Scheffler, like watching like some sort of video that, that uh, about him that we were like, "Oh, this guy could be good." And honestly, like, because he was coming off the Corn Ferry Tour as well. I mean, just I don't know. We even we have a we have a nose for those kind of guys. I feel like
1: right. I mean, and it's been happening the last couple of years. The Corn Ferry Tour has been bringing in a lot of good tour players. So, mm. uh, yeah, it was fun to watch Cameron Young. Uh, you know, just a little tidbit on him. He's number fifty three in the official world golf rankings right now. Uh, if he could get himself into the top 50, he'll qualify for the players, which would be big. Uh, and if he could stay in the top 50 for a while, he'll qualify for the Masters.
0: So is he, I'm assuming that he's most definitely in the field this week at uh, the Honda? Because Yeah, I think he's going to be in the field whenever he can. You'd have to imagine he'd, he'd try to be in any tournament he can right now to try to get into that top 50 for the players and the, and the Masters. right, you know...
1: Yeah, I mean, just looking at the events he has played in this year um T2 at the Genesis, T26 at the the Phoenix Open, T20 at the Farmers Insurance, T40 at the American Express. Uh he got cut at the Sony, but he was T29 before that at the Shri- at the RSM, got cut at the Shriners but was T2 at the Sanderson Farms. So like you know, he's kind of been trending towards a higher finish in recent weeks, you know, slowly going from T cut to T40 to T20 to T2.
0: So he is in the field this week, by the way.
1: Yeah. So maybe look out for him. I mean, I'm not sure if this is the right course for, for him. I mean, tight it fairways, small green. Might not
0: be because off the tee does not really matter this week because you're all you're just kind of playing positional golf. Exactly.
1: Um, but yeah, I would look out for him just you know, in the coming weeks. I think he's he has the parts of the game that could play well.
0: So yeah, exactly. Um, and then just a little bit more about Riviera. I feel like it's underrated. I mean, people people were talking about this on Twitter throughout the week, and I was definitely agreeing with it. It's underrated how good of a of a course that it is, because it is just a PGA tour stop. It's not like, you know, it's it's it is hosting the Olympics when it's in LA. Um I'm sure it's 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 gonna have another major at some point in, in the next, you know, however many years, 10, 20, whatever it is. Um you know, it's, it's just underrated how nice of a course that is for a PGA tour tournament. You saw like good courses yield really good leaderboards. And this was a really, really good leaderboard.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Riviera is a good course for, for people like us who like golf, like to like to watch golf. I think for the golf purists, people we be like watching Riviera. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about the casual fan. I mean, the casual fan probably enjoys pieces of Riviera, but maybe not all of them. Um, I mean, the greens were playing wicked fast. Like no one seemed to be able to to stop the ball on the greens, which was, which is why it was so crazy seeing Joaquin Neiman, just like stop him on a dime and make putts yeah. like crazy, and no one else could do it. Um, I mean, they did a lot of players did chip in this week. I don't know if you've like noticed that. I mean, Colin Morkow
0: obviously was the, a wizard in
1: the final round. Um, Cameron Young chipped in a couple of times as well. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah, and then, like, number 10 it might be the worst hole at Riviera, but it's also, like, the most interesting to watch. So Ooh, My favorite hole at Riviera. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was listening to Noah laying up, and they, like, agreed, like, 10's not really, like, a great hole, but it's just <laughs> so interesting to see what the players are going to do.
0: It's really interesting because, like, that was the point in the tournament where I was like, oh, like, Cameron Young... When you really, when you're looking at this, he may he may kind of struggle down down the stretch. He ended up doing just fine on the back nine, but ten he bogeyed, um, and you know it just really is like a just a weird hole and a weird approach shot. No matter like you know where you go, unless you're like in that perfect spot, just front left in the chi- in the chipping area.
1: Which whatever you still have to like hit it there. I mean, Justin Thomas did a really good job of hitting yeah. it there all week, kind of like very precision like hit it and laid
0: up on sunday um, too
1: um laid up every day which was interesting uh like an interesting call but mm. uh you still have to be precise to hit it there and i mean it's an interesting hole i just don't think it's a great like it doesn't look great but they keep making mm. the green like higher and higher as well every year but
0: it. Is it. yeah um, and then anything else we want to talk about? I mean, call Morikawa ended up, you know, kind of sneaking in to that um, with a really good back nine. He snuck into the to T2 for the tournament, which I looked this up. Such a big purse this, this week. Uh, Joaquin Neiman won, I think, $2.3 million, and And uh, Morikawa and Young both got uh, $1,068,000, which is just not too shabby. Not too shabby. I
1: mean, I, I want to talk about Colin Morikawa for a second because I don't know if you saw this. He finished plus 6.828 in strokes game putting uh, and didn't win.
0: That's how, that, that shows how good Joaquin Neiman was, was this week and honestly how good Cameron Young was this week because, like, to go 1,700 at that course on in four days is a – should be a winning score probably like what was max Holmes' winning score um at, at riviera
1: well i mean of um, course the the riviera scoring record was 20 under um i think 17 under was like second place so i think joaquin neiman second place for the scoring record
0: last year Max Holmes won at 12 uh, 12 under him and tony fina went to a playoff at 12 under
1: yeah and i've seen it lower than that um yeah. it's just yeah you have to be really good the players are just keep getting better and better um, so much
0: yeah it's crazy how, how like each year just more young guys come on tour and
1: but yeah i do so want to cool. talk about Colin cows putting i mean this is something to watch because he was third in the field this week uh usually when he puts well he wins he uh was 27th all season he's now fourth overall in strokes game putting all season uh so pretty much Colin mark gonna win all four majors
0: dude like that's his only thing. When he puts, he he wins. And obviously he, he he putted and he didn't win this week, but like it's very rare occurrence. Yeah, like, like somebody has to beat him. Yeah, you, you get, you, somebody has to like literally have a that's probably the best walking neiman will play in a in a tournament. In yeah, most life.
1: likely, unless you know walking neiman has a higher higher ceiling that we don't know And that's
0: not happen. to and that's not to say that walking neiman won't win a major and walking neiman won't win. 10 more tour events
1: right now he's 23
0: uh, it's just
1: it is crazy how
0: how he played so well
1: um and also that moment the moment where he walks out in front of jt on on the tent pole
0: that was hilarious (laughs) Um, that was a hilarious couple of minutes of television because at first i was like oh no some guy from like you know for instance like if somebody somebody who works like who's worked for genesis you know like is, i thought it was somebody like that who just walked in front of the t i was like they're gonna get reamed out by their boss i was like and then i heard some people yelling colin and i was like oh that was what and they cut to him and i was like oh, it was more cow and then like a couple minutes later they they cut to walking to me and walking in just munching on like the biggest pb and j i've ever seen it was massive
1: yo up um yeah, that was pretty funny. Good, uh, good TV golf and CPS is killing it again. Still, no so product placement good.
0: would have been good if he was munching on like an encrustable or a branded PB and Yeah,
1: but, we'll, have to, we'll have to talk to Joaquin Neiman's people about that.
0: We will. We will. Missed opportunities. Come on now. Uh, so yeah, no Riviera was was crazy this week and uh, great a great tournament every year. Pretty much, I mean. This stretch of golf is so much fun.
1: Yeah, agreed. And, I mean, Riviera Riviera was pretty crazy, but, I mean, something that was more crazy this week that might have uh, outshined the, the whole Riviera tournament. Saudi bit. Golf League. I mean, the marquee question, is the Saudi Golf League
0: dead? Yeah. No. Define dead. Is it going to get, like, the Phil Mickelsons, the Bryson shambos and the Dustin Johnson's of the world? No. But is it gonna get some of the European tour guys that that occasionally play on the um on the PGA tour? Maybe. And some like I mean, the yeah, lower let's, guys. Let's, let's, go
1: let's, let's go back here. Let's let's recap the crazy week of the Saudi Golf Week. Yes.
0: Let's uh, we time. went through a little bit
1: of a roller coaster this week. I mean we mentioned this last week, but I mean first we had Kramer Hickok, mm-hmm. Um you know, say that over 20 guys have confirmed, and like they signed NDAs, and there's gonna be 20 events, and 14 of them are gonna be in the U.S. And we're like, wow, this is like a real thing. Um, and then, obviously, all the Phil stuff comes out, and Phil has like the craziest quote I've ever heard. I don't know if you wanna wanna read that.
0: Sure. I mean, <laughs> so I was I was reading this off to to my friends at dinner after I saw it, cause I was like, this just doesn't seem right um he says we know they killed and he was talking about the washington post reporter um jamal Khashoggi, uh and have a horrible record on human rights he's talking about the the saudi arabians they execute people over there for being gay knowing all of this why would i even consider it and then he goes because this is a once- in- a- lifetime opportunity to reshape how the pga tour operates and just like like, like what? Well, what just happened
1: because like as you're reading it you're like oh i know where phil's going he's gonna say like oh like i would never like align myself with yeah it. no he's, he like, does, he, he's like why he would i even consider
0: it? it and he goes because it's a great opportunity he's like dude
1: like, wait what come on now
0: what are we doing <laughs>
1: what are we saying and, i mean that's just like a crazy quote that like i didn't know like, like what i thought it was fake i thought it was like a fake like, fake quote it was an <laughs> absolute real quote um rory McElroy, heard this and he absolutely blasted phil mickelson yeah i um, mean he starts off with i don't want to kick any someone while they're down obviously what? but but <laughs> i thought they were naive selfish egotistical and ignorant a lot of words that des- describe that interaction he had a ship it was very it was just very su- surprising and disappointing sad um, I'm sure he's at home, you know, sitting, rethinking his position from, and where it goes from here. I Which mean, he obviously am like saying I don't want to kick somebody while they're down and it just goes on to, like, absolutely punt him.
0: Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, he wasn't wrong. I, like, that's obviously that's a great way to describe it. And Phil definitely, based off of his press release today, is sitting at home being like, What just happened?
1: Yeah, I mean, whatever. And Rory's been was one of the first ones to say, like, no, I'm not going to go play on a other like a different tour. Like he pledges allegiance to the PGA tour, like pretty. He's the first
0: one, I think. Yeah, I feel like,
1: um, like almost. I think we're talking like two years ago that Rory said that like he would never leave. Yeah. Um, and like that's one of your that's one of your biggest guys. So um after these quotes and you know a little bit of controversy we had players come out statements on the on the Saudi golf league I mean DJ came out saying that um he would no longer join and he pledged his allegiance to the PGA tour which was surprising because he was one of the big three that the Saudi golf league had and then the next person of the big three Bryson after a little bit of uh, online bullying uh (laughs) he went out and released a statement saying that he would uh, be playing on the PGA tour, as long as the best players in the world are playing on the PGA tour. So, I mean, he didn't really leave it like out of the question that he would join the Saudi league, but he would only do it if all the other players went, went pretty much. Um, and and, like Harry Higgs had a funny tweet saying like, not that like I was going to be in the Saudi golf league, but I just want to put it out there that, uh, I'm pledging my allegiance to the PGA tour um more Cow is a little bit confused like I don't even know what's going on like I'm a PGA tour player uh and I'm sure there's been other guys out there that have said the same thing but it was rumored that Phil DJ and Bryson were kind of the three pillars for this Saudi golf league um and now two of them kind of confirming that they aren't going to leave the tour is this kind of the end
0: I mean I don't know if it's the end for the league in terms of, like like I said earlier at the beginning of this whole fiasco that we we just said. I don't know if it's the end of the tour in in terms of, like, it actually ceasing to exist, but it's the end of it having any chance of rivaling the PGA Tour.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I I agree. I think it'll happen, but the players that are in it might not be players you expected. Now, I mean, I wonder, like, people obviously had to sign on i think at some point but i wonder who's kind of pulled that back since.
0: you know i'm i you have to you have to wonder because obviously like adam scott is still rumored um who else was rumored it was some more overseas guys was tommy fleetwood rumored
1: i think lee westwood was was lee
0: westwood um westwood was definitely Lee Westwood's in on it. I think Lee West... Dude, Lee Westwood has the best reason to go over there. He's just an old guy now, and it's just like... Yeah, well, we, I mean, still the same
1: Phil. I mean, I I think Lee Westwood still wants to win a major. I mean, that could... They,
0: you still could I'm not, say, I'm not
1: saying that they won't allow them to play in majors, but, like, I could totally see people signing on and then, like, all these associations being like, you can't play in the majors.
0: Oh, the associations potentially, yeah.
1: Um, Which I don't know if Lee Westwood would want to risk uh, that. I don't...
0: I don't know. It's, I think mean, it's
1: the only thing that Lee Westwood hasn't done in his golf career is when a major, if he does that true. one thing, then he's completed it. Yeah, um, I mean, and then if we started, if we did the podcast yesterday, wouldn't, we wouldn't have even gotten to this, but Phil came out with a statement today. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it honestly, park notes,
0: wasn't, park notes it.
1: it wasn't a really good statement. I don't think, no. I mean, he, you know, he said he's looking at his recent comments and actions and he, You know, he thought it was in his best interest of golf, his peers, sponsors, fans. Um,
0: Didn't mean to hurt anyone. Yeah.
1: And he said that they were taken uh, like they were shared out of context and without consent, which I think is bogus. Like he's talking about one of the most respected golf uh, like media members out there, maybe the most respected. Um, And then he says, I chose to put myself out in front of others to inspire change. I've been taking a. hit publicly and all this stuff and saying how like you know he had good experiences with the uh golf investment the LIV golf investment which i think are the saudis um and the people he worked with have been supportive and stuff and i I don't know he's just like i don't know He, he and then he got out in front saying like there's a clear path for me to like lose sponsors and stuff and like i I'm okay with losing sponsors if they don't want to sponsor me. I've had a lot of good relationships and all this. And despite my beliefs, I think we've already made change and kind of spin-zoned it, saying that, like, because he's done this, we've already changed some things, which I'm not so sure about. Um, And then, sure enough, he loses a sponsor today for a sponsor.
0: Well, when you come out and say things, I think it's that really that that one quote that that really does it. You know, the, the the one quote we said about yeah uh, that was just the weirdest thing. The weirdest quote, um, you know, mentioning the Washington Post and mentioning you know how they execute over people over there for you know being gay. It's like, I, yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get your sponsors dropped if you go out and say something like that. And you know, obviously there's a big backlash. Like it's crazy to to, to think though he won't be with KPMG on his hat anymore.
1: Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, will he even be playing on the PGA Tour again? We don't know. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen.
0: Will he play um, the Masters is is what Um, I think yeah. I saw Dan Rappaport raised on okay. Twitter. Yeah, it's like what I mean, I, he what
1: basically you goes. I mean, the statement still wasn't really that good. I still think he needs like a PR person because like he got like no laying up kind of like put it down into like five different bullets saying he blamed the journalists. Then he apologized for the visionary Saudis. Um, he claims it was in the best interest of golf. Um, he knew he'd get blamed for this. He claimed to sponsors that they're off the hook. And sure enough, he lost a sponsor. Um, and he takes credit for the changes that have already been made. And this is like his apology, like message. So maybe not the best way to to word everything.
0: I mean, I'm out on Phil Mickelson. I mean, I feel like his his career kind of... Not peaked, but like when when he won at at Kiwa, Kiwa, yes. When he won at Kiwa in in May, it was like it's not going to get much better than that, you know. Um, And then obviously it's been downhill since there. But I don't think we're going to see Phil Mickelson for a little bit, at least. And uh, you know, not going to be all that relevant for a little bit, maybe even.
1: Yeah, unless this whole Saudi Golf Week thing starts and Phil's there, which, in which case, the wrong reasons why he's. In the headlines in which
0: case yeah. you love to hate them and you'd watch you'd probably watch a little bit of the saudi golf league and well well you're like, you know if it's between that and the pga tour you're gonna watch the pga tour but.
1: i mean i think there's some like decent ideas behind the saudi golf league in terms of like making golf a better viewing sport i mean for people like us we don't really care we'll watch it no matter what's really going on but like yeah. to get more fans i think they had like i don't know if you've seen f1 f1 there's teams but everybody's still like an individual and you're still playing for yeah, your individual. Yeah. Um I think the league would like introduce something like that where you'd have teams that could like earn points throughout the season, but you're still playing for yourself. It's still an individual sport, which I think would be like cool to a certain extent. But I don't know if the, the Saudis are the right people to do this. And if you're gonna have a breakoff tour, it has to be something that I think could be with the PGA tour, kind of work with the PGA tour. You know, maybe instead of the WGC you have this breakaway league. But it, it, the lining with the Saudi is probably not the best way to do it, but I think it would be cool to have like a little team aspect. I mean I was thinking about it like, oh like what if like your the brand that you work with is like your team. So like Team Tailor made like is leading the point standings.
0: That would be like. pretty cool. Team Cat Team Callaway, Team Ping.
1: I mean, I, I like guess like, they got their the rival, they like get, you get down to, like, the lower teams, and they, they don't really have a chance of winning. But, like, the same thing in F1. Like, if you get down to the lower teams in F1, they never have a chance of winning the whole thing, but they still gain points and stuff and fight for...
0: But then, uh, you know, somebody in... It's it's different because, obviously, like, it's not... You're using, tech, essentially, the same technology. It's not, like, it's that above the, re- the rest. But, it's like, for the- instance, like, it wouldn't take away someone, like framer hickok from winning i know he didn't end up winning the travelers but it wouldn't it, it wouldn't take away from him winning the travelers he'd win the travelers it'd be this big thing that he wanted but you know obviously like team taylor mates might still win the event like
1: yeah i mean i just think it would be cool to put points out based on like what brand you play um and then you could have a team of like the free agent team uh <laughs> they're the misfits or a team uh but I, I think that would be a great idea to like I don't but think it'll happen. I'm not sure if it will happen in like a PGA tour format, but maybe if there is another another tour, or like a WGC type event where you could kind of like put that in, like I don't know what you would get out of it,
0: but instead of like the zero. I think it'd be
1: cool to like root for a team. Like if you like, especially if it's like not the biggest brand, say it's like, I don't know, Surixon, for example, they have Hideki and Brooks, but they don't have like a lot of other people. Like you're just, and really Shane empowering.
0: Lowry.
1: Yeah, and Shane Lowry. So like, or like team team PXG for example. I mean it just be like what interesting villains. To, to root for a team instead of like just one guy.
0: But They are so, they do they got a villain team. They got they got Patrick Reed, Zach Johnson. Who do, else is on PXG? Billy horschel Ooh, that's a nice that's a villain team. Right. I um, love I like that idea. Yeah, I mean team PXG me
1: our, we, we have ideas if you if you you know if the, the breakaway league is threatening you, like just come to us. We have somebody. You'd
0: love to hate Team P. X. G. It'd be so much fun.
1: But they would play off that so well. Oh yeah. It'd be like the Raiders,
0: dude. Because like you know, everybody loves the Ryder Cup because it has that unique team aspect. I don't know. I feel like you could do something with that. I mean, I don't like. It's like, like a Zurich.
1: Exactly. I I just and think it'd be it the
0: one time a year me. that you're able to showcase all these brands. And obviously, there still would be a sole winner, probably. Or maybe there wouldn't even have to be if it was a tournament like the Zurich.
1: I mean, I'm still like, I still think the WGC needs like some updating because I I don't really love the WGC that much. I mean, I know it's like the best players in the world and all this, but like it's just kind of like a normal golf tournament that you don't invite a lot of people to. Uh, There's nothing really special about it it besides the smaller field no cut. You just get to
0: see all good players, yeah.
1: Yeah, but like... I don't know. I feel like if you brought in this like team aspect where like you're still playing for yourself, you're still playing the win the tournament, the purses are the same. Uh, but you have this, this little team standing thing, like team tailor leading the, the WGCs. That'd be cool.
0: That would be very interesting. Yeah. Cause you'd have to make sure the pay structure was still the same as WGCs. Cause that's the reason people like that the players like to play them. Cause mm-hmm. the, automatically get money because it's no cut event um and the purse is big but anyway I feel like we've kind of talked through that enough uh
1: yeah that, we'll that, have it, that did
0: turn into an interesting conversation though
1: yeah
0: uh, I, uh, I, wasn't, gonna, I wasn't expecting to have that conversation today
1: not it was i but uh well you know we'll have some other ideas too when yeah. the PGA tour comes comes calling
0: uh, and then just real quick we can talk about uh you know tiger's appearance uh, as he was obviously the tournament host this this week
1: yeah tiger looked good this week on on the uh on the broadcast i mean there's been times where he's been on the broadcast and he hasn't looked that good last year yeah uh, <laughs> specifically last year and then of course this is where where it all happened where he where he got into the crash so um yeah he looked good he you know he's pretty much confirmed that he'll be back on the pga tour in some type of way i mean maybe not full-time for sure but like he is making his goal to at least play on the PGA tour. I mean, I thought I thought it was funny that Jim Jim Nance didn't even like introduce him. He was just like, "So, are you going to be playing on the tour again?" Like that was the first thing he asked. Like before, before. Well, it's
0: because he, he knows. Like him and Tiger like have the relationship at this point where it's like he's Jim Nance. He can he can just he can skip the the journalism and just be like Tiger, come back. Yeah, uh, like,
1: whatever I thought was. I thought it was pretty funny, and like he did it a couple, couple of different ty- times. Mm-hmm. And Tiger kind of like,
0: you know, he's like, "Dude, I want to," and
1: like you know, to. you know, you know, is like, "Oh, St. Andrews like pretty, pretty flat course. Like, you're gonna play St. Andrews, and he's like, I don't know yet. And you know, it's not really that flat. Like, there, there's like little hills and stuff. Uh, I think Faldo jumped in on that, but yeah. he did look good on the broadcast this week. Uh, looks like he's gonna gonna be coming back at some point.
0: I'm um, excited. It'll about be- fine eventually probably uh, if i had to guess honestly from what he said i don't think this year is in play maybe
1: never know i mean saint maybe your andrews- world challenge next year debut St andrews is is it is a big saint andrews tournament this year it is big i love that place you know they should just get him like a like a
0: thing like is though would- like he built zero expectations for himself to play in the PNC championship. He's built anything he did. He's built zero expectations for him to play in the open. Obviously it's two very different tournaments because one, he can take a cart one. He obviously can't one's a major championship. One's a father-son tournament. He doesn't build expectations though.
1: I let them uh, do the John Daly for tiger for, for the, the open. Like I, I know it's like all prestigious and stuff, but like, you know, it's Tiger playing in what is it? One I
0: don't think he'd want to do that.
1: I don't think he'd want to do it, but I'd want to. But it happened. One of those like uh, those like moped things.
0: Yeah, that'd be funny. Oh, one of the scooters.
1: Yeah, that Tiger just rolling around like on a
0: motorcycle. That'd be yeah. that. That'd be yeah. something to like just to see on St. Andrews.
1: You know, that's the future of the tour. You know that, right?
0: No, it's not. <laughs> Can you imagine
1: imagine the tour where everybody has, like, carts?
0: And customized, like, motorcycles.
1: Yeah, or, like, motorcycles or something. Like, could you imagine, Oh, like, everybody's wearing shorts. Everybody has, like, these motorcycles or carts or something that, like, are sponsored, like, from the roof to the, you know, (laughs) the front.
0: um, Future of the tour. Is shorts a, a PGA Tour thing or is it a tournament by tournament thing? It's a PGA Tour thing. Okay, because I was wondering if like the Zurich or something. And if it was
1: a tournament by turn if it was a tournament by tournament thing, don't you think like one of the tournaments would have would have allowed shorts? Yeah,
0: fair enough. fair enough. All right on that note, we got the Honda Classic this week um, but before we get into that with some skins, uh, let's give a little shout out to our sponsor Roback. So you probably noticed us wearing some new Roback merch over the past few episodes. We're partnering with Roback and we couldn't be more excited. So head to the link in our bio, add the rollback merch you want, and you'll get 15% off just by using the link. So enjoy and great activity.
1: All right, so skins. So this week we have the Honda Classic uh, course PGA National Champion course, which I've played before no, a couple years ago. It's a, a par 70, 7125, so not the longest course. We have the Bermuda Grass Greens and it's the home of the bear trap so 15 16 17 uh two part threes and a part four it's you know a lot of water surrounding these greens uh three tricky holes and they come in at the final stretch which is very interesting uh for a tournament like this it does make the final stretch of the tournament interesting if it is close i mean if there's a couple guys tied somebody's gonna go over par in these three holes and pretty much be out of it by 18 so I mean, since 2007, Ryan Palmer is 39 over on the bear trap. So that just tells you all all you need to know about the bear trap and how difficult it, yeah. it is. And this course has played pretty difficult in the past. It's not an easy course. So we finally kind of have a difficult course this week, which whatever we say, I feel like we've said that about other tournaments. And then all of a sudden you see 19 under as the final score. And you're like, well, I thought it was a difficult course. But um, I would say it's on the conditions. Yeah, depending on conditions, it's it's a really hard scrambling course. The fairways are very tight at this course, which is just one thing I do remember pretty well. Uh, and the greens are are placed pretty well and they're kind of small, so they're they're difficult to hit. And also waters in play on fifteen of the eighteen holes. I know I've hit I hit at least three or four balls in the water when I played there. So um the there is,
0: it's a lot of positional golf.
1: Yeah, so it does have one of the lowest driving distance averages on tour because that. People hit irons off the tee just to put themselves in position so they don't yeah. hit it in the water. Um, looking at the previous winner, Jones won last year, Sun M, Keith Mitchell, JT, Ricky Fowler, Adam Scott. So some pretty good players have won this tournament, I will say. Um, over the last two or three years, this has not been a priority tournament for the top players in the world, and the field has gotten worse and worse as as the years go on. But I mean, we have an okay top half of the field this week, and then there's a big drop off. But yeah, um, it is what it is. It used to be like a marquee event, not anymore, I guess. Um, and then I mean, Matt Jones stats, won last year. Yeah, and important stats. I mean, like we said, positionally placed, you're gonna not you're gonna be further away from the greens but uh, those, those mid-irons are going to be in play.
0: I think I saw that 66% of approach shots are between 125, 175 yards or something yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: that sounds about right. Yeah. Again, not the longest course in the world. I think par fours gain is going to be important. There's a lot of par fours this week if you score well on those. You, you should be pretty good. And just like driving distance gained, I mean, there's like a split between – Distance and accuracy, you need to be pretty accurate this week. Small, small fairways. Um, and then just opportunities gain, just strokes gain in general. If you keep the ball in play, if you don't, you know, hit it out of bounds or hit it in the water, you
0: should bode pretty well at this golf. People that just know how to be patient and work their way around a course.
1: Also, another little tidbit. Uh, no player has ever defended his title at the PGA national. Mm. So no one's ever won two in a row.
0: Really? All right. So Matt Jones. Yeah. So let's get into, into, into skins and the picks. Uh, so last week <clears throat> I was uh, 3.53 units. I had all my bets except for just the winners, um, which yeah, expected, pretty is much. expected to that. You're not gonna hit a winner. You're gonna hit. If with the way that we're doing it, where you get, you know, you get multiple winners to be fair. Um, or you can have multiple winners. Like we're gonna p- probably pick five to 10 winners throughout the year each.
1: Yeah, I was little, so I went minus five again. I'm on a cold, cold, cold streak. I started off pretty hot in this skin segment. I think I was up like 10 or 11 skins, and now I'm down 5.59. Um, yeah, calm work cow to win finishes in second place and puts really well. But, I mean, obviously we all had him, but still it would have helped me out in the long, long term, uh, especially since I had half a unit on that. And you guys had, I think quarter unit on it I had a quarter unit on it, yeah yeah and then i had the dollar top 40 he was plus money i put two units on that i was like pretty sure that he would play like decent mm-hmm. this week coming up yeah. of his best week he finishes one stroke out of the top 40 uh which is very annoying he didn't have a good final round i think he was like even par i needed like one birdie mm-hmm. uh he couldn't do it for me and then the same thing happened for molinari top 40 plus plus money his home course uh I put a unit on that Again, I thought you know do pretty well in the in the with at his home course you know top 40s not out of the question. Who make the cut? Um, I think he finished one or two strokes outside of that. And I don't know if he bogeyed the last hole or not, but I saw that he wasn't even close. Yeah. And yeah, one or two strokes out of that, which is a really bad. Beat. I mean, Thomas Peters missed the cut. I'm okay with that. Patrick Kentley didn't have his best week. I probably should have known since we had him on who's not, who's hot um, that usually curses.
0: You know. For good, four of uh, curses.
1: Um, Yeah. So I saw five units last week. A little disappointed based on the facts that I think some of my picks were, were
0: very. Trevor tricky. also went down five units, right?
1: Yeah. I have no clue what his picks were, but he said he was down five. Units.
0: So does that put him down 22.15 or down 27? No, he puts him
1: 20, 22.15. Trevor's down. Um, okay. Yeah. He's going to have a long way to come. But again, you just need a winner to really like get back into it. Um, I'm not too concerned yet about me. I mean, I I know I go hot and cold with the picks as the year goes on, so I'll have a good stretch at some point.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm up I mean, I'm 10.79 units on, on, on the year. I'm not doing too shabby right now. Uh, yeah, no, it is is a lot easy,
1: it's a lot easier when you're not chasing as well, I feel like.
0: It's a long season, that's all I'll say. Yes. So, because like two weeks ago, or like no, three tournaments ago, I – I uh I went down five units. I didn't win any of them. And then the past two weeks I've just gained that back and gone up like five point like seven nine or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I've done the
1: opposite. I was up like ten units and went down ten in the yeah. last like couple of weeks. So it is what it is. Yeah. I go hot and cold though. I know it. So,
0: yeah. so I, I got the uh the honors on the on the T here for the Honda Classic. Let's let's get into these. It's a bigger card than last week, potentially, I think actually. Interesting. Barely. Yeah. So we got Louie, Louis who Louis outright 20 to one. I love those odds. Um, that's 0.35 units on that. So that went seven, not, not too shabby, uh, Alex Noren outright 31 to one. I've seen this, this is a, as a, kind of like a sharp play, um, out, out, of a lot of golf Twitter, he's, he's played well here in the past. Um, so I got the quarter of a unit on that, that one, seven, 7.75 units. Got Mito Pereira, our favorite guy, 41 uh, to one quarter unit on that, wins 10.2, 10 and a quarter. And now that's that's all my outrights. <clears throat> Let's get into uh Brooks Kepka top 30, minus 120, 0.6 units on that. I feel like Brooks Kepka knows his knows how to play patient golf. And like, you know, you see it in all the majors, knows how to play difficult courses. So I think top 30 minus 120. I mean. He really should be able to do that, um, but you never know with the Honda Classic. It is it is a tough tournament to to handicap. Next, I got Chris Kirk, top forty plus one twenty five point eight units on that one's one. Um, he has been having a really good year, low key, very 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 strong year. Uh, I think he's coming off a T fourteen at the ways Management. So I'm I'm liking Chris Kirk honestly a lot. I feel like that's my my most confident play. Um, then I got Grayson Sig who was also putting together a very good ball striking year it's top 40 uh plus 200 which i really like so i got 0.5 to win one on that on that he's a really good ball striker and you know if you just play positionally off the really good off the tee should be able to ball strike your way into the top 40. then i got louis stays and back to him top 20 plus 100 even money one year on that for the same reasons. Alex Norton, back to him, top thirty, plus one twenty, half a unit on that. Wow. Keith Mitchell, top ten, plus four fifty. Yeah. He's having a really good. He's having a really good stretch here too. Got um, quarter of a unit on that to win one point one three. I really like that. And then finally, what? Chase Seifert, top forty, plus two 0.5 units to win one unit on that, as well as um, the Grayson Sig one. He came T three last here last year, and honestly, you want to, you want to, you you mentioned this today. You want to uh, let us know what happened at the sixteen uh, man playoff.
1: Yeah, sixteen man playoff was kind of crazy. Uh, we had an eagle on the first hole of the sixteen man playoff. Uh, who did I say got it? Rich Lamb, I think was was his name.
0: Or yeah, Rick, Lamb was the last name. Yep.
1: Um, let me find this. Rick Lamb, yeah. So Rick Lamb made an eagle on the first hold 16 man playoff. Obviously, he was the only one to make an eagle. Um, Chase Seifert was in that 16-man playoff. Uh, but he only made par. So obviously par's not gonna be good enough to get you in. Yeah. Um and this was at the Monday queue, by the way, just just for you know, we didn't mention that. But mm-hmm. um, but Chase Seifert was also the first alternate. So you know, he still made the trip to Florida and he got the call and he, he he's in the tournament. So Seifert's in the field, even though he was in the 16 man playoff and didn't make it. Rick Lamb is in the field who apparently he Monday queued for a Web.com tour and he won the event. So he Monday queued for a PGA Tour uh, event. Field's not that stacked this week. I mean, Rick Lamb to win at plus was this. Uh, 50,000, five units to win 25. So is
0: that 500 to one? Uh, yes. Sprinkle. Who, who says no? Who says no? <laughs> so they're $10 on that, and all of a sudden you have 5,000. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, think about that. Uh, but, yeah, 16-man playoff in the Monday Q, crazy. Um, shout out to our guy, yeah. uh, Brian French, Monday Q info.
0: So I think uh Trevor still has the honors technically since you both went down five units um over you. He just sent us his picks. Obviously, he's not on the episode this week. I just did a lot of talking um through going through my picks. I know it's a big card, but I've been doing doing well with the big cards. So might as well. Uh you wanna you wanna just rattle these off real quick?
1: Yeah. So he Trev's got Brian Harmon, top 20 plus 150, one unit to win one 1.5. Tommy Fleetwood over Sun Sun J.M., Daniel Berger, Louis who stays in Billy Horschel, plus 300, one unit to win three units. I think Tommy Fleetwood has been really good at this tournament. Yeah. Um, Denny McCarthy, top 10, plus 450, half a unit to win 2.25. Lee Westwood, top 20, plus 191 unit to win 1.9. And then he has a triple chance to win Wolf, Mitchell, Harmon, plus 1,400, 0.5 units to win seven unit. And then there's a pick on here that I actually have the same pick, Keith Mitchell. Over Johnny Vegas and Mackenzie Hughes, plus 165. One unit oh, to 1.65. I I have the like same, that one 1.65. I have the same pick on my card. I thought I was smart finding mm-hmm. this pick, but I guess not. Trev also found it.
0: Um, so I will say something. I like that pick. I don't like any of the other ones.
1: That's what I was thinking about. I could see the Tommy Fleetwood, like why he would pick him, but uh, he's picking him over Sun J M, who has won this tournament a couple years ago. Daniel Berger, who plays pretty well here, Louis U stays in who we're on this week, and Billy Horshaw's been playing well, so that's not a great uh you know team to put him in. I mean Brian Harman I, I, yeah kind of like Brian Harman, Lee Westwood not a huge fan of,
0: but we'll we'll see when you're when you're chasing, I feel like danny McCarthy top ten plus four fifty is just a not the move. A head shaker
1: and he didn't he didn't pick any outright winners, which was interesting. I like that's the best way to come back is to pick at least one outright winner, but anyway. I'll get into my picks. Yeah. Um, So I do have that same pick. Keith Mitchell plus 165. So three ball against Johnny Vegas and Mackenzie Hughes. Uh Keith Mitchell, as I mentioned before, he won at this course in 2019. He was T7 at the Sony earlier this season, which has the same grass that they have here. So um there's a little correlation between the Sony open and this event, which
0: so I'm assuming you like my top 10.
1: Uh, I do. And he's third in strokes gain off the tee this season. So, I mean, short or small fairways, he's going to hit the fairway at some point. He's been hot, like top 15 in four of his last five starts. I mean, I will mention that McKenzie Hughes and Johnny Vegas have both been pretty good at this tournament, but based on recent form and somebody being good at this tournament, uh, I kind of like Keith Mitchell over over both of them, and Trev, Trev does too for the probably the same reasons. Yeah. So this is where I'm going to go against Trap. So I have Sanjay M outright, plus 1,200. I have uh, 0.25 units to win three units on that. He's played this tournament twice, or three times, actually. T8 win, T51. So uh, Sanjay M could be... And that. you're
0: only throwing a quarter of a unit on that. So I like yeah, i only
1: throwing do. a quarter of a unit on that. Um, I do have another quarter of a unit on, on another player to win, and that's Tommy Fleetwood outright. I found him at plus 2,000, plus 2,000. Um, again, quarter of a unit to win five units. You know, this might be the year of the comeback on the PGA Tour. Mm. He has the lowest scoring average at PGA National out of anyone in the field. He has a solo third finish, a solo fourth place finish here. And he's looked pretty good in his previous couple events he's played. I mean, he played in that Saudi International. I think he finished in second or third place there. Um, And he finished in the top 10 at another event. So, you know, sprinkle a little Tommy Fleetwood to win, especially because he has really good course history here um and then i have a double chance to win louis stays in joaquin neiman plus 850 i have a quarter unit to win 2.12 on that figured it was worth a shot because i do like louis like you like louis but i didn't really feel like picking another solo winner i figured yeah. i'd pair him up with joaquin neiman who just had the best tournament of his life
0: again only what are the odds on that quarter of
1: a unit plus eight odds plus
0: 850 okay so How I think Walking Neeman this week, honestly. He kind of led to the finish, I don't
1: love but... him either. But I wanted to get Louie in here. And I figured, you know, need some Fair skins. Enough. I could see him winning. I could also see somebody else picking him the win. I want some units if he does win. And yeah, you know, you did pick him the win. So I was right on that at least. Fair enough. But I figured this is worth a shot. Again, only a quarter unit on it. So I'm not too worried if I lose it. Um, and then we get into the, the big picks. So Lucas Glover, I have him top 40. He's even money. I have two units to win two units on this. Um, he has five finishes inside the top 21 at this course. He has one like T21 or something. So that's mm. a weird number. Um, he's also number one in stroke skin total out of players who played both the, the Honda and the Sony Open. And they have like similar layouts and the same grass, which okay. Like, I don't think you understand grass is very important for PGA tour players. Some players are good on certain types of grass. No, I agree. Um, He's made four of his five uh, cuts and he was T19 last year. So good course history. A top 40 is not too much to ask for. Um, Yeah, I'll go. Lucas Glover top 40. I'm going to put two units on that. So hopefully. I hope hope he's going to finish T41 like the Gala did last week and going to crush me. Fair enough um let's see here and then my last pick i have daniel berger top 20 it's minus 110 i have 1.25 units to 1.13 uh he finished t4 last time he's played here he's made made the cut the last three times he's played here he's second in driving accuracy seventh in strokes can approach this season you know he's looking for a bounce back he missed the cut at the waste management but he before that he's been pretty good he's also kind of a local guy he's pretty local to pga national he's from the area so knows the course pretty well and again has played well here in the past so top 20.
0: i'm sensing a good week out of eugene honestly
1: we'll see the picks always look good but then something happens
0: they don't always look good like i look at trevor's this week and i I just i don't see them panning out very well to be quite honest um
1: a lot of course a lot of course history at this course which is interesting for the field not being super great kind of tapping into that this week.
0: Oh, skins. Um, The main thing that I see all over Twitter about this tournament is that betting DFS for it is an absolute bloodbath. So take the picks this week. You know, not not with a little bit more than a grain of salt, but like I you tap know.
1: into tap into the course history for DFS. I feel like guys who play well at this tournament usually show up and play well again, but and then guys who play bad at this tournament don't don't just show up and play well coming
0: in. Yeah. Then if I may, um, I want to throw a first round leader out there.
1: Okay, let's see it. Let's hear it.
0: Michael Thompson, eighty to one. I like it. It's got the tingly feeling in it. It's got the tingly. Especially feeling for
1: this this type of field, it kind of just makes sense.
0: Just it's, he's had good first rounds this year.
1: Okay, and then and how how do we think Cameron Young's going to do this week? We kind of teased it early.
0: <sighs> I I don't think well. I feel like is he like strokes getting it off the tee doesn't really matter that much at this course because like it's a lot of layups. Yeah, agreed. So. It was to say he's not going to do well? Though I mean, like, the, did he play like, in the guys, Sony like, Open? Special. He
1: got he got cut at the Sony Open, so I, I think he's going to get. I think he's going to get cut. That's that's my prediction this week.
0: Yeah, I I, I, I mean, I'd love to see him play well, but cause I'm, I'm not going like, to bet against him or anything.
1: Yeah, he's my guy, and I think he might get cut
0: this week. So. He is your guy at this point, and he really is.
1: Yeah, we'll see.
0: Should have we should have got we should have tried to get him on the pod before this. like it always happens though that they that we say it and then we just like don't get them on the pod and then they blow up and all of a sudden he's this big name in the world of golf. He'll probably be on like no. It, he's,
1: local. he's like he's like from Westchester, I think. Like Boys with Will's all Taurus, isn't he? Yeah, that's, I totally forgot. I don't know why I blanked out on that. Yeah, they he's, from, he's They're from- roommates. He's from Westchester, so Dude, he's present. how did
0: we not how did we not see Cameron Young coming? He's roommates with Will Zelatoris, and he's like the same guy for us. Have them
1: me. both on the podcast at the same time.
0: Dude, I'm I'm just I'm at a loss for words here. How could we be so naive?
1: Yeah, I know, right?
0: Well, we weren't, we called it.
1: We did call it, but yeah. any, anyway, um, we'll have to find another guy and actually get him on the
0: podcast, but yeah. Um, so let's get in the clubhouse to end the week. Do you, you want to do this par three? Um, we want to save it for one Trevor's here.
1: Mm, It's not that good. I feel like we can rattle off. Yeah,
0: let's just do it. Let's just do it. Uh, It's part three of things to do while you're on, while you're waiting on the tee box. Um, I'll have you go first. Uh,
1: yeah, my, my first one is, uh, you know, asking if you could hit, hit, if you think, they're far enough out there that you might be able to hit them or not. So, can, can I hit or is he too close? Am I going to hit a piss missile right at him or am I going to top one off the mm-hmm. tee? And like, there's no reason not to hit.
0: Fair enough. True. You always Which don't. I've, I've, had both,
1: I've had both things happen.
0: So, yeah. You hit <laughs> up on people and you've also waited and, and topped it. So, yep. so far. Yep. Um, I'll go with just, I think this is something Tre- Trevor and I did a lot. Um, during our, our second round in, in Orlando, we like, we're just like waiting on tee boxes a lot. It was a really slow round and we're just kind of like putting with our drivers to the, to the T markers.
1: Yeah. That's a good, good little game.
0: Kind of fun to do.
1: It is kind of fun to do.
0: Um,
1: yeah. Uh, do doing uh,
0: two or, yeah, or yeah, no, I, was, I was
1: thinking about that. Should we do?
0: Yeah. We just go back and no, forth no just go back and forth
1: um okay i mean pretty simple but you know look in your bag find a snack eat a
0: snack okay yeah fair enough i was gonna say eat peanut, peanut m that's one um but it's i'll go break. with hear me out i always i always think about this maybe on like the uh the 14th t- at, at, at um at Silvermine the part three lay down
1: yeah down on the down box. yeah
0: it, dude, there's nothing better than laying down on some finely mowed grass when you're a little bit tired <laughs> you it's are a true. big it's lay true. down
1: guy on the t-box um yeah and my last one pumping us up a little bit but uh go see what the pin high podcast posted on uh social media or pin high media check out the pin high media instagram or youtube or maybe even Put the podcast on okay jeez <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i
1: wasn't i wasn't actually gonna go there i was just gonna be check social media but uh you know had the had the plug
0: all right what is my third one i think the third one i mean take some practice swings but like you can only take so many practice swings before you get a little bored and you and you, you you've psyched yourself into a bad swing um i had two good ones and now i can't come up with a third what's an honorable mention for you
1: uh make some bets <laughs> just pull out your phone and start you know you know war rooming some bets
0: honestly that's not a bad idea if you're playing on a sunday morning just start war rooming some nfl um honestly you know, I- honestly here's one here's one Tell a story that you didn't quite finish on the previous screen. Sure. That's great. Cause I feel like I'm always doing that. I'm always like telling stories. And then I'm like, okay, wait, let's just put out. And Let I'll tell putt you out first. Um, So there you go. That's, yeah, that's I mean, my, a couple other,
1: other honorable mentions, just like recapping, recapping your round. Cause, you know, golfers always like to talk about their previous shots yeah. when they probably I
0: didn't tried. bogey six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. I'd be like five under right now. I'd be- <laughs> i'd be six less strokes over par
1: we we'll love to do that <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so yeah good good episode um okay tournament this week i mean it's it's a good tournament but it's not the best field um but we'll be back next week with the uh the arnie palmy and i'll be down there i'm going down i got a flight at 7 30 tomorrow morning when you're listening to this i'll be in Florida um but yeah, I mean, the, the, I'm, I'm excited for the for the Arnold Palmer next week.
1: Yeah, it should be a good one and be a good pretty, one. pretty good field as well.
0: Yeah, and I can tell you that Victor Hoffman is playing in it.
1: Yeah, wasn't expected to play, but he is playing. I'm expected That's to play, an inside scoop it. from the from video. Yeah.
0: Um. All right. Arnold Palmer uh, Invitational presented by Mascart is next week. We got the Honda Classic this week. Good stretch of golf still. Right, we'll see you next week. Boom.